Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 35 of the Instant Feedback Podcast with me, Marcus Keeley. How are we getting on? Are we alright? It's a windy night here, um, it's very very stormy in the run up to Halloween, spooky times ahead. Uh, looking at it now, we're recording this on the 21st of October, so a, a mere 10 days until the scariest, scariest day of the year. Um, I'm, I'm not uh, looking forward to it, no trick-or-treaters on the horizon hopefully, but that's usually the case for every year. Um, but I have someone here who um well uh, they're certainly a, a, a treat and they're sweet enough as they are you've heard her before she was on uh, the cool times tv special a few episodes ago uh, but we're here for a full and frank interview in her own words uh please welcome uh kaylee ray minogue hello kaylee hello marcus what a what a treat to be described as a seasonal delight do you traditionally prefer trick or treat oh i mean well that's a very uh, broad and open question isn't it marcus i suppose uh well very literally i suppose it's a treat but there there have been times at which tricks can be played uh and i mean well we we think of of magicians one of the greatest and growing industries on the planet and and they rely on tricks so i i I suppose my answer is it could be either Mm. i suppose it it depends on on what sort of mood you're in you know um it's 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 to feel like a like a treat you want to you want to give yourself to the world and you want to you, you you want to make the world a better place but also there's a bit of mischievousness about every individual person and you know everyone likes a, a, a trick now and then to sort of play a trick on themselves or 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 on each other pranking i believe the the term is um are you are you a fan of pranks i i wouldn't be too big on on the pranks now myself i think for me the sort of ideal level of of trickery of of pranking would be those little magic kits that you used to get um i'm not sure if they are still in as wide a circulation as they were but you used to get those ones that would have tricks in it like uh, a little machine that you put a pencil into and then it slices the pencil into three and reforms it i think that's my preferred level of oh oh i wasn't expecting that but no one's been hurt no i i remember those i think i have one of those i think there is a import stewart on the seafront on the promenade um there's a joke shop of sorts that sells you know your bucket your spades and stuff they're they're real they're not the the joke but you can get you know wigs and and fake glasses and fake blood and stuff like that um have you ever been well what's your favorite uh, seaside town maybe it is port stewart i don't want to presume well, I mean, you would presume correctly in this case, Marcus. Always, always uh, free to presume with me. I, I, you may know of people summering in uh, Port Stewart, but I actually wintered in Port Stewart once uh, for a season. I, and you so- know what? I, I've done the, I've done the exact same thing. Me, me, and my then girlfriend, my wife, she was studying up on the north coast, and we had, uh, we celebrated a New Year's Eve up there alone in a house. Um, it wasn't an empty house, you know. We, we just happened to be there for New Year's Eve, so that was nice. We had tacos to celebrate. Oh, a lovely fusion of cultures, the Port Stewart Mexican tandem. I was going to say, uh, well, surely uh, Mexicans celebrate New Year, but it was a Port Stewart angle. Um, I've, we've got right into it, uh, Kaylee. Uh, in case people aren't aware of who you are, um, or are unfamiliar with your deal, as it were, um. You've been described as, as Northern Ireland's premier e-girl or gamer girl. Uh, would you like to expand on that? Or perhaps I'm, I'm, I'm misconstruing or misdescribing you? No, I think that's a, I think that's a fair assumption. It's, again, it's one of these things where we talk about the, the evolution of language. And I think gamer girl and e-girl are both 
very adequate descriptions of, of what it is I do. I basically act as a uh, conduit of sorts for pop culture uh, and, you know, internet culture at, at, at its highest manifest. And I try and share that and communicate that with the with the greater general public. So I've I've been someone who's been known to uh, not just coin various memes, but also to help cultivate those memes, bring them to a higher understanding. Um, and it's, it's something I take great pride in. It's something I've been doing for quite some time now. How, how did you get started in, in becoming a, an online or internet zeitgeist? How does someone get into that or how did you get into that? I think for me, the passion was there from an, from an early age. I think if you, if you look back, if you turned back the clock and, and the calendar as well, um, you can look back to when I was in, in primary school and you get to break time and I would be sitting uh, on the step out into the playground playing on a Game Boy Advance loudly commentating on what I was doing with a baby bell in hand. Uh, and I think from that that point on, it was clear that what I wanted to do was to play video games and talk uh, intangentially at the same time with people watching. Now, in fairness, no one was paying attention to me at that point, um, but it definitely, you know, planted that seed that this is what I want to be doing. And it only took, I'd say, 15 years from that point until until Twitch came around and it was clear finally there is an avenue for me to pursue this. Yeah, you've been you've been in training for for a long time. Just as you mentioned there, the Game Boy in the schoolyard. Um, I remember very vivid um, bringing the Game Boy to school. And this is this is a story I've mentioned on a, another podcast I'm on. Um, uh, uh, no more nostalgia with me and Connor Shanley. We've been at it a few months, and this is um a story I tell in the second episode. Um, so you can go all the way back to the second episode because we've done two um and <laughs> this story is um very very present in my mind and always has been where i brought the game boy to school and was in the yard and there was uh everyone was gathered around it wasn't a game boy color or a special game boy it just happened to have it and it wasn't a popular child either so it wasn't used to having a big crowd around me and i remember at one time sort of looking up from the Game Boy to see who was who was all crowded around, and one of the one of the the classroom assistants, her head was in the circle as well, and she was watching what I was doing on Game Boy, and I thought, oh no, I'm in Fortnite, but uh, no, she was just she was just enjoying watching me play Game Boy. I think that's and we can share in this. That is where the thrill came from of this sort of weird cyber voyeurism mm. of like I am the only one interfacing with this game. I'm the only person actually affecting it. But you get that feeling of being a gladiator in an amphitheater. What was the first video game, if you can remember, that you played or owned? Now, let's have a think. It probably was, and it would have been on the on the Game Boy as well, uh, Super Mario Land mm. rather than Super Mario Brothers or Super Mario World. This was the sort of weird offshoot um, where everything was black and white and the Goombas exploded, which was very strange. Um, all the music was slightly off. It was it was like a bootleg Mario game, but I just got so much of a thrill from it. It felt like playing some alternate history of what video games were, um, and you know that was on that chunky brick of a system at the time. Um, I, I I have a bit of a of a coloured history with Game Boys. I've I've lost about eleven of them in my childhood. Oh, that's it wasn't quite that. How did that happen? 
it wasn't that that I, I came from a moneyed family or anything. It was literally that was the only thing I ever got at, at Christmases or birthdays because I would just always leave them in taxis. If we were ever mm. getting a taxi somewhere, I'd be rushed out of the taxi. And, you know, in that moment, there's a sort of order of, of ceremonies to things. You take the belt off, you get up, you get out of the car. And, and never at that point was Retrieve Game Boy on my list. And no matter how many times it happened, it just kept happening over and over again. So there's about 10 taxi drivers out there who own a, a Kaylee Game Boy. There you go. Was it customized in any way? Would they know it was unique? I, I'm not too sure. I scented them. But that was that was a done thing at the time. I think you know you would spray a little bit of your own uh, perfumery on there in order to ensure that if they did get mixed up and you happen to have the same coloured Game Boy, there was an easy smell test to be done to tell them apart. Mm. Did you have any any customizable attachments on your Game Boy? Because I remember you could get like the magnifying glass and and other stuff. This is this is more topic from the other episode, but I f- I feel that it's important to ask. Oh, absolutely. I think this is, you know, you learn a lot for, uh, about someone from the, the Game Boy accessories they had. For me, it was obviously the reading light. That was a very important one. I quite liked the reading light that had a sort of neon film around it and it had a sort of pigtail curl to it. Big fan of that one. That was always great if you were on a, a flight or a train. Um, I was a big fan of the Game Boy camera at the time because mm. uh, that really felt like you know we're living in the we're living in the future i was going to say living in the matrix but that wasn't that wasn't out yet so you'd be you'd be crazy to say such a thing um those those were the two for me i'd say did you take many selfies on the on the game boy camera because i remember i did and printed it out it wasn't a bad picture you got off it like for what it was i mean yeah at the time i've still got this very vivid memory of walking through uh conswater shopping center to uh to name the the place where it all started and seeing in the window of, i think it was a woolworths at the time uh that advertisement for the game boy camera seeing that picture of a sort of rugged young man taken from the the game boy camera and thinking that could be me you know that i could i could envision myself using this and i was never able to uh correctly take a selfie with the game boy camera for some reason i just the angle was always off maybe it was the paleness of my face uh i just the the chips in the Game Boy did not want to register my face. Well, it's all it's all different now because as listeners will know or perhaps won't know, but now is the time to let them know if they don't know. Uh that they can see your face on Twitch. That's uh that's where I've I've seen you play games now. So um is there any particular game that you enjoy playing on Twitch for your viewers? I think it, it, it varies a bit because, and as you say, like uh, being on Twitch, is a, it's a real thrill. I, I try not to be seen uh, between Twitch showing. So in a way that an opera singer would uh, rest their voice, I try to rest my visage. So most of the time when I'm not on Twitch, I'm in a darkened room with the window shut. You want to really make sure that when people see you, it's a, it's an event. Um, so... In a, in an equal way, like choosing the game you're going to play on Twitch is is very important, and I I like to think that uh, a game is more of a of a venue than a, than a scripted episode. So games that allow you the opportunity to be mischievous in the way we were talking about earlier, one that um I know is very dear to my heart, and I'm, I think it's dear to your heart as well, Marcus, is Hitman, particularly uh, mm. Hitman Two. Uh, like that is just a wonderful vehicle for slapstick in a way that it really shouldn't be. 
Yeah, it's a it's a game. Like I have the the very first Hitman, and I remember that was released in two thousand. Uh, so post Matrix, um, and it's even then there was parts of it that were kind of silly. Like the voice acting was quite bad, um, and it, there was an overall level of jankiness that was quite charming about it. It's quite a sort of straightforward and buggy game. There's not much room for um subtlety. Uh, to a degree the functionality is quite low but I knew back then um, that I uh, I loved Hitman so it's good to see it get to the point now where it has the, these huge rich levels and they are very much like venues because you are you are the performer in the sense that you can go pretty much do whatever you want and go whatever direction and experiment and sort of play around and that, as you say, it does lend itself to the uh, the Twitch voyeur experience where you are on the journey with the viewers and go, well, let's try over here, right? That didn't work. Or, you know, the, it's it's fun to explore um, with friends on these games. They're, they're very enjoyable, Hitman games. I specifically really love the idea. I love thinking about that we are all just voices inside Agent 47's head. And that, you know, there's like a dozen different people in there and they're all just watching where he's going to go, what he's going to do. I think that's my headcam personally, is that Agent 47 is sort of home to, you know, hundreds of voices, uh, including obviously the posh woman who's actually directing him. Um, I think Diana. it's the more entertaining. Uh, Diana, oh, lo- lovely, gorgeous Diana. Mm-hmm. Oh, to be Diana, to have that dulcet tone. It would be worth looking into if we can get a mod so it's you're the voice of Diana in 47's ear. I I would quite enjoy that, I think. Um can you say in in if you were talking to 47, let's say he's just um he's thrown a, a fish at someone that's hit them on the head and they've fallen off a cliff and died and it's success. And uh you're saying to 47, um uh what was it that she says? Tar- uh, uh, target uh, target eliminated 47. Say say that, let's get a clean cut of that and then we could send it to IOI studios and hopefully they can integrate it. Okay, so I'm just going to quick take a quick sip of uh, <clears throat> honey and tea here. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Target eliminated 47. I think there was a wee bit of a stutter in that one. Let's try yeah. that again. Okay, we'll go again. We'll go again. Get it naturally. Okay. Mm-hmm. Target eliminated 47. That was nice. I, I quite liked that. that bit was good. posher, than, bit more upmarket than I'd normally do. Oh, ah, yes, but uh, that's that's what Diana Burnwood's like. She's a she's a classy lady who uh, she. It's more or less as if she is watching Forty Seven in real life on Twitch because she can see everything he does. She sort of directs him in what to do. You know, I think Diana is one of the the, the founding cornerstones of Twitch in a way. Oh, very much so. There is there is a wonderful thing that she specifically does, uh, and it's if she sees something exciting. And I think this is you know a sort of origin, a sort of forerunner of the of the Pog Champ reaction on Twitch. Mm. When she sees something, she says the word that, but she really enunciates that last T. She goes that. Oh yes, that's right. Whenever you wander around um, a venue or level and the target appears, she goes that is Marcus Keeley podcaster extraordinaire and you're like ah that's the target that's right. I would love to be a target in Hitman I think that would be quite the thrill being able to dictate and direct what ways um, I could be killed in hilarious manners I think that would be fantastic we can only dream of such a thing it's, it's a shame because we've we've left this phase of games where I think self-insertion was a thing 
uh, in the 2000s. I certainly remember uh, The Sims, like the original version of The Sims. You could import your own photos, just stick your face on a model. Um, but because games have become so much more high-tech now, we're, we're past the point where a photo will do justice. So we've, we've left that window of time. I think it's a real shame. That's weird. I was thinking about that um, a couple of weeks ago. I think there was a game where you could insert, a f- a f- a, as you say, a photograph, but it was kind of a violent game. And I think the idea was kind of next because people were like, well, people will then put in photos of people they hate. Or, you know, like famous bastards, for example, mm-hmm. and either have them run around killing or repeatedly kill someone. Um, so I, I, I can't remember what that was. It came, it came to mind. Uh, was that, it wasn't, ago. it wasn't Bastard Simulator, was it? Oh, it was. It was Bastard Simulator 2005. That's yes. what it was. Yeah, I was shame. Yeah. I was, I was really looking forward to that for a while at the time. And I just remember I was reading it about it in, in, uh, official Nintendo magazine probably at the time and that was you know a big deal because they wouldn't print the word bastard usually. No it, it was really breaking ground although I do hear you can actually get copies of it. It was released in the uh, the Japanese market in parts of Eastern Europe so you could probably get your hands on it one way or another. I'm not condoning piracy or, or anything like that but... Um... I mean we've we've got teams that we both have access to who can look into this I'll, I'll certainly see what i can do and you know maybe i don't want to promise anything i'd knock on some wood if there was some here but i think there's a potential stream there in the future well that's it as long as twitch don't take you down they're, they're very they're very funny rules about certain things some of my um my previous streams were muted because i, I played copyrighted music which is fine um i accept that that's that's a that's a fair cop um but it's a shame because it it, it it was being used to enhance uh, a wee segment that was doing on my stream for uh, humorous purposes. So um, no, the fun police certainly kicked down my Twitch door that day. I wouldn't mind it as much if you could have an argument with them. I'm, I I worry that's what we've lost with the sort of sterilization of the internet of like, you know, there is no customer services person. It's just, you're just taken down by the system. Although saying that, there, I... Uh, uh, Give a shout out to Pinecast, who is uh, the host of the Instant Feedback podcast. They're very contactable and they're very friendly. And there's a, there's a small team. You can go on their website and get talking to someone there immediately at any time. And it usually is the one guy. Um, so there is that element. Uh, you know, shop small and shop local. You know, have you got any Christmas plans uh, this year that don't involve Amazon? Because I've seen that that's a big drive this year because obviously of the uh, the pandemic and that. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been difficult trying to figure out what I'm going to do uh, for Christmas. I think especially we're reaching a, a period of time now where everyone's got everything physically they want. Everyone's got every you know, people don't have enough room for more stuff. So you normally buy them experiences like um, I'm trying to think of, of the things you could you get like a escape horseback. Room. Escape rooms are brilliant. You know, you get like a, a sky jumping, bungee diving lessons um you know chocolateering experiences but everything is shut there as well so you, you've lost out on goods you've lost out on services what is there left to do i i don't have enough artistic skills to draw people um nice pictures i'm re honestly very scuppered as to what i'm going to do at christmas all i can give people is shout outs that's all i've got that's what i was going to say you need to get yourself on to um cameo and Get get shout outs done for people. How, how much would you charge for a shout out? Let's say, mm, 
Because I saw your man Steve McDonald was doing them and he wasn't doing them very well. I think some people drew attention to the fact that they were quite sloppy and it was to the the tune of, I don't know, 70, 80 pounds where it was him lying on a sofa and going, all right, Dave, um, it's your birthday. It's Steve from, uh, he didn't even go in that far. It was just him, the actor, lying on a sofa saying happy birthday to someone. That um, is scandalous for 70 to 80 pounds. It was something, I, I don't know the exact amount, but it was in that range to the point, like, it, I had a visceral reaction to it once I saw the video on how much that cost, so I imagine, and I'm I'm quite tight, so 70 to 80 pound to me is a, a huge amount, so I, that, that's why I'm thinking it was about that amount, but um, what would you charge for, let's say, maybe this is this could be the start of it, Um, a, a minute, a minute of sort of happy birthday, improv, hello, Julie, um, happy anniversary, you know, I've heard that you like, um, I don't know, My Little Pony, um, you know that sort of thing. How much would you charge for that? It would be Julie as well, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. I think probably to me twenty five is my upper limit. I think for someone of my caliber, someone of my status, but also as someone who doesn't want my fans to be out of pocket, twenty is pro- twenty to twenty five is the range for a minute of of high quality talking to a camera. Um, and, you know, I, I, I wonder if there is even a minute of happy birthday to be done because you really, you get the happy birthday out, you say the name, you say, I hope you're having a good day. Oh God. And then you're really vamping for about 30 seconds. Well, usually as far as you can tell, I've never used any of these services before. Um, although I, I, I did see that some of the cast, oh, cast is maybe the wrong word, but some of the people featured in Pawn Stars were doing it a wee while ago, and I was kind of interested in that because I was quite addicted to Pawn Stars. Um, about two years ago, once we we got um, we only had internet, and then we got TV, and then that opened up the whole world to various shows, and we were very heavily addicted to Pawn Stars. Um, but normally you get, you know, the name, the occasion. And a couple of wee sort of facts about them to make it seem like Steve McDonald knows a bit about you. I guess you could probably, for 25 quid, that's pretty reasonable. Oh, 25, I'll make up a life story if I need to. Um, mm. I I definitely think, you know, there is stuff to be done. I, I've had uh, some cameo experience from the customer end. And definitely what I have found is that there is a reliance to, I mean, because it's the only bit of this relationship that they that the cameoer has concrete evidence on is that they know you from the thing you did. So you will find, like, if they have been on Porn Stars, for instance, um, you know, they might say something like, Hi, Marcus, it's me, it's me, Billy Porn from Porn Stars. G- glad to see you're such a fan. Do you remember when I eval- when I valued that that vase at $50? Oh boy, that was a real, that was a real mistake. I really hope that you have a great birthday and that everything you get, you don't bring in to get evaluated at a bad price in some disreputable uh, pawn shop. Not ours, obviously. We're very reputable, as you would know, because you're a fan of the show. Thank you very much, Marcus. Bye. That was excellent. I love Billy Pawn as well. That's Maybe you could do that. You could do cameos as other people. That's a market that hasn't yet opened up. There hasn't. There haven't been tribute acts on cameo. You know what and I mean? That's a fantastic idea because you can undercut them. Like as you're saying, Steve McDonald is charging ludicrous rates by anyone's amount. And if there was just a Steve McDonald impersonator out there, who could even? I mean, you know, if you go down to forty, that's still uh, that's a king's ransom. But compared oh. to what Steve McDonald's actually charging, it's nothing. 
yeah that's this is quite good that's this could be this could be a business idea here to 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 keep us busy um how have you been keeping busy over over the uh the last i don't know it seems like 10 years now um, oh it's of, been an eon of the indoor time yeah it's been it's been weird i feel like i've been birthed here and i've remained here ad infinitum um so, certainly uh you know in regards to to porn stars it wasn't porn stars that became uh my addiction over lockdown it was it was selling sunset is the thing i've been getting into what's uh, that with, i've not heard of that oh it's a it's a very strange bastardization of a program i, I think we're clear to say bastard now aren't we uh yeah i think we, we've passed the point there you have to do a certain amount of minutes worth of conversation before you can introduce words like that and we're well beyond that now so that's great okay good we're at a green level yeah uh it's it's a bastardization of a sort of uh homes under the hammer or a real estate show as we would know we would normally have you know phil spencer or something on ours uh, and this is an american uh house touring show uh that's also infused with a bit of that constructed reality that we would see on on a towie or a geordie shore but the houses are just for insane amounts of money like 75 million dollars uh and they are just the gaudiest things you've ever seen like they look like museums for filth <laughs> filth and it's i mean properly like like an airport terminal from hell like just absolutely the worst things you've ever seen at that amount of money and the tactics that these people use to sell these houses there's one that's really stuck with me because it, it really annoyed me was this guy who was trying to sell a beach house and he just he gestured in a vague direction and he said, and Lady Gaga's right over there. Mm. And that's not that impressive if you don't specify a distance. No, I mean, yeah, it could be, you know, he, he could even have pointed in the opposite direction and still been correct. Because, if you, you know, if you if you eventually go in that direction, you're going to come back on yourself. So, I mean, absolutely. Could, as long as you, you've got the um, the vague latitude correct. Well, no, that's not even right either. But as long as you, you as long as you're pointing in a straight line, either way to whatever you're talking about, you're going to be X amount of distance away from it. With Realistically, people, you've got a one in two chance. Yeah, you know, and half the time you're you're, you're going to be right. The odds are fifty fifty. Um, were these people impressed by this um a, a vague proximity to uh, Lady Gaga? It was hard to tell. Um, they they're not emotive people. The 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 sunset sellers. Is that um, because of the surgery, or I'm presuming a lot about these people and haven't even seen it? I don't want to disperse rumors here, or or sparse, I suppose. I don't want to sparse any rumors here, Marcus. But I would, I would say it is likely due to a mm. Botox surplus. Botox surplus. That's a that's a good name for. Oh, that would be a good name for um for for a game actually. That um like a sort of uh narcissistic theme hospital. Oh, I think yes, game. definitely. I mean, two point hospitals. Sorry, two point hospital is getting there. I suppose so. I've seen they've got quite a, a lot of DLC. Now, I I've played two point hospital not to completion because there's an insane difficulty curve a, a few levels in, um. But there's quite a lot of DLC. There's like a werewolf DLC and there's a a plant DLC or something like that. I haven't looked oh. too much into it because it's a bit confusing and frightening. It gets it. It, it does spiral rapidly out of control. I very much enjoy two point hospital i i did find though a weird moral quandary as you get further in as you say it gets a lot more difficult you do find yourself trying to brute force hospital construction which feels very wrong i see so you're you're literally it's a, it's like a conveyor belt it's just 
you know, throw this down. There's no thought going into it. Um, I'll yeah, I'll stick another ten GPs offices here because this is what these bastards seem to like. Um, it ends up becoming just suppose in life as well. No, every hospital really is sprawling and um nebulous and and uh, what am I trying to say? I was going to say labyrinthian, but that seems to be a mixture of library and labyrinth. Labyrinth. There, right, there we go. Labyrinth. That's what I was after. I think I think labyrinthian's not far off of whatever word we're both struggling to remember. No, it's uh, it's it's not far off uh, Lady Gaga, that's for sure. Um, so uh, have you got any uh, game recommendations for uh, for people come uh, that that's coming out or maybe recently out? Any any uh, recent favourites of your own? Oh gosh, now this is a, this is a good question. I I think because it's difficult to tell as well. You know, we've been in this uh, this time of our lives for so long now. I can't really remember what's recent. Uh, but I, th- I think one that's really been very fond to me is Baba Is You, uh, which is a, a Swedish or Finnish. I'm going to go with Finnish. It's a Finnish puzzle game, um, which is like a block sliding puzzle, uh, but where all the blocks have rules that affect what is going on in the game. It is a very difficult thing to describe. I have heard of it. And your description seems about right. Yeah, you're right. It is. Yeah, it's. um, Yeah, that's difficult to describe. A, a cute wee game, if memory serves correctly. Unless it's I'm very thinking of something else. No, yeah. it is very twee, very little wobbly little sprites on the screen. And it's one that I found over. Uh, well, it would have been out yeah, last Christmas, I think. Um, I remember having the, the Raymond Oak family gathered round and I was you're leading the charge to try and solve these puzzles. And it nothing unites a family more than a sort of collective anger that no one understands what's going on, and Baba is you is perfect for that. That that is good. That that sounds like much of people's lives as is, anyway. Um. So you you mentioned there. Um. One of your early experiences was with uh, Super Mario Land on the Game Boy, which I had as well. Um. Very difficult game. Um. Very as you say, it's black and white. Very noir. Um. But I, I have a few, I have, I have a wee quiz put together for you. And I noticed uh, a few months ago you were playing Super Mario 64 on Twitch. So you're obviously big, big into your your Mario. Um, Did you ever finish Super Mario 64? I have, uh, in my life, I believe I've finished Super Mario more than I've completed any other non-mundane task in my life. I th- I think Mario is probably the perfect man. Mm, in all senses of the word? Oh, yeah, I would say so. I think there's very few things that he has not proven himself more than capable of. Uh, anything that you can have as a, as a flaw of his, I think, very easily fixable. And and indeed, you know, instantly fixable, thanks to uh, the various uh, games we've had of his. Yeah, he has had a... Uh, uh, I was going to say checkered, but that's not the case. He's had a very varied uh, career uh, soon after becoming a plumber. I think his next job after that was a doctor, wasn't he? Didn't he become Dr. Mario very soon after that? I think he's had the PhD for a while, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if... Uh, I mean, you know, you would have expected that to come out five to seven years after the original, and hopefully that was the case. Yeah. Unless he just had it, the PhD in the back pocket ready to spring it yeah you don't you yeah. don't want to reveal that too early oh no you you, you don't want a, a, a plumber turn up at your house and while he's fixing your sink go i have a phd by the way because then you'll feel sorry for him or maybe you'll go this guy's this guy's a liar you know so he if, if it were up to me he would have just kept it to himself 
so there we go. He's a humble man. He didn't he didn't spring that until it was needed. You know, he's on the airplane. Someone's come out and said, "Is there a doctor on this plane?" And he has said, "It's a it's me." It's a me. Yeah, there we go. Okay, I'm going to start with the first question of of the quiz. It's a Mario based quiz. Um, there's a few questions here. Of, uh, we'll just work through them. I was going to begin to describe each question, but surely the best thing to do would be just to ask them. I'm looking forward to this greatly, Marcus. This has been a highlight of my week. Let's see. If, let's see how how many of these you can get. <clears throat> What was the original name for Mario? What was he originally known as? Oh, before gosh. Mario. I mean, I've known him by many names. Um, I think his original nomer uh, will have been Jumpman. That is correct. That is correct. He was originally Jumpman until the developers named him Mario after the building's landlord where they were developing the game, he was called Mario, and they thought it was so hilarious that they would uh, call him Mario for some reason, and uh, then it, it stuck. They went back to Nintendo and said, we're going to call our character Mario, and they probably went, so fuck. Um, <laughs> I don't think say- I love any... I can't imagine naming anything after my landlord. No, well, what what's your landlord's name? That's a good question. Um, or do you just know them by landlord at gmail.com? I'm, I mean, I've never spoken to them directly about something the team deals with, so I'd have to ask them, but I can't imagine they'd be too fussed on them either. No, they probably don't know. It probably is just part of a, um, uh, what, what would you call it, address thread? Oh, I'm yeah. Full, I'm full of ideas tonight. Um, <laughs> so we, we know Mario as a, as a plumber, primarily, as we mentioned earlier, as a doctor, but what was he originally supposed to be before they decided, no, he's going to be a plumber instead? Oh gosh, no, this is this is ta- testing my cerebrum. Uh okay, well so we've ruled out plumber and doctor. Mm-hmm. Okay, well so he would have he was originally he was in Donkey Kong. So he was he was trying to rescue that woman. That 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 woman at the top of the the slats. Mm. Oh, I mean, who's going? Who's trying to fight a gorilla? I can own. I'm gonna go with zookeeper, and I don't go. I don't go with that with a lot of of confidence. But it does make sense to me. Unfortunately, he was gonna be a, a carpenter originally, much like Jesus. You know that does make sense now as well. I mean, I don't know if there are any, you know, direct references or or uh, allusions to Mario being like Jesus but that's that's certainly one of them what did Jesus even finish carpentry school I know Joseph was a carpenter but did Jesus ever take up the hammer as it were he was probably too busy with the alberticals I would have thought could have done them in a weekend you know it's a solid trade a carpenter he might have he might have stuck with it It'll always be case. carpentry even if the miracle business goes bust this is the reason marcus why i don't know if it's the same with you i definitely uh when i can take my hands to the tools just to make sure i've got those skills in case twi- the twitch bubble does burst that's what you've got to fall back on you, you're good with your hands in terms of you know you can work with with wood and or can you plumb what what, what would your specialty be what would your trade be if you had to Oh, I think I mean I've got that experience with the with the lackey, I suppose. So I think I I could probably do my hand at any of them. But out of the three, I think the least hazard is oh, it's plumbing. So I would say plumbing out of the three. That's the least likely to cause any any hideous disfigurements. But you do have to deal with a, a lot of shit, as it were. Oh yes, plumber. no, I haven't taken that into account. I would probably yeah, I'd have the criteria. I do plumbing jobs, but nothing fecal. 
No. You'll have that on your business card. Kelly Ray Minogue, plumbing services, brackets, nothing fecal. And yeah, everyone's going to take that at face value, I'd like to think. Yeah. Um, the third question, well, the third and, and final question you've actually already answered, but there is a bonus question on top of that, so we'll see Ooh, if you know that. Lovely. The, th- the first question was going to be, what was Mario's first appearance in? And I, I will I will reiterate, I'm going to go with Donkey Kong in the hope that you're not playing a foul trick and leading me astray. Oh, no, you're absolutely correct. It was Donkey Kong. And the bonus question on top of this, so, so far you've got, you've got two out of the three. Here's the bonus question. Donkey Kong was originally supposed to be a tie-in game with what live-action film? So it was originally developed the the idea of climbing up and rescuing a woman at the top while someone threw something at you, essentially is what Donkey Kong is. Spoiler alert for anyone out there who hasn't played it. Uh, but it was originally tied into a live-action film released around the same time as uh, Donkey Kong, which was 1981. So what live-action film was Donkey okay. Kong supposed to be tied to? Okay, I'm, I'm running through them here. I'm trying to go through the old uh, coming attractions for 1981. What could that have been? I, okay, so my original thought before you said live action, I was like, okay, I remember in the annals of my mind that Nintendo had a tie-in with Popeye and that it was going to be a Popeye-based thing. But you've absolutely one left here with the live action so it can't be that um i mean are you sure there was a there was a live action film of of popeye Popeye? featuring robin robin williams as popeye and um your woman who was the woman in the shining as olive oil i forget it was literally on tv the other night and i've forgotten her name this is i'm aghast is this real this is real in fact it's interesting that you're not sure that it's real because friend of the show Lork McGrain actually has a bit of stand-up about the fact that Popeye the live-action film featuring Robin Williams a lot of people don't remember despite being around at the time as some sort of fever dream it was a film that I watched quite a lot when I was younger it's sort of a musical there's a few songs in it there's a few dance numbers in it it tanked it absolutely tanked but it does exist I mean this has this has opened my horizons Marcus absolutely I I might have to seek this out. I, I was convinced I was off the path there. Well, with that new information, would you like to would you like to have another guess? I think I, I'll have to go with everything that's been said here. I think I'd be a fool to say anything other than Popeye. Well, unfortunately, you're incorrect. No, I'm only joking. Of course, you're correct. <laughs> oh, you can't do that. that to me, Marcus. That's not fair. <laughs> After all that. I've just, they went, no, actually, no. But yes, uh, it was originally uh, supposed to be tied into Popeye, but perhaps the uh, box office, uh, well, lack of performance for Popeye made them change their mind and have it as a, a standalone game. Um, so yeah, no, it is, it is a film, look it up. Um, Imagine that world. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it just, it seems, it does seem like a weird I mean, it's a weird film to watch, but it's it's even weirder to remember. And I haven't seen that film now in probably, God, probably about 20 years. It's the last time I saw it. Because um, at that time, he would have had hair as well, Robin, I would have thought. Um, No, I think he actually did shave his head quite a bit. Oh, um, that's not a price I would have been willing to pay for a live action Popeye film. You wouldn't shave your head to fit the character of Popeye if you were offered it tomorrow. 
as a reboot. I, You're the Robin Williams of the new Popeye film tomorrow. I don't know if they could. I don't know if they could pay me enough. It's mm. a steep price. If if people want me to do Popeye, that you know they've got my cameo details now. There you go. Yeah, I mean they could they could do it over cameo. They could just do the whole film through cameo. Just pay you twenty five quid at a time for each line. And now that as a rate, that's probably quite affordable. Yeah. Well, I suppose it depends on the script. You can get them if you get them to say it fast enough. You slow that down in post. Mm. I think that's a real cost-cutting measure. Well, it might be the way things have to go from now on. Can't... Steve could be getting some work. 80, 80 pounds in a, a minute. Yeah, that 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 would work out well. I thought you meant I thought you meant Steve Seagal there for one second, but I'm I th- I'm pretty sure he does most of his most recent films in front of a green screen entirely. I don't think he interacts with anyone else because I've seen of some clips some modern Seagal and it looks very odd he's either in front of a green screen or it's being puppeted from within because he's actually dead he, it's just uh, it's very odd looking he does feel like a deep fake of a Madame Two Swords wax figure of a Steven Seagal impersonator yeah it's it's uh, it's it's very unsettling but funny we mentioned Robin Williams or have you seen the film Toys featuring Robin Williams around the same time now I have seen toys, but in a similar vein to what you were saying with our with our uh, mutual associate Lorcan there, like it it feels like a fever dream to me because I saw it on Channel Five, and it was yes. I I was quite young at the time, so I was I was doing that thing you know young children do they they lie on the carpet and they look at the TV upside down, and that's how I watched the entirety of Toys. I'm surprised that you managed to stay conscious. Well, I suppose kids kids are, are different. They can do things like that. Um, but yeah, uh, Popeye and Toys kind of released around the same time and both kind of forgotten about. But Popeye, as per Lorcan's observations, um, seemed to be largely forgotten by the uh, the worldwide community at large. It's certainly not anyone's favourite film, I don't think. Oh, surely it has to be. Surely every film and every TV show is someone's favourite somewhere. Wouldn't you agree? Or is there one that's absolutely... Uh, not reviled, but completely disinterested in. Do you think there's a film out there that's literally no one's favourite film? No, that's how I think. I'm not sure about film. I imagine because the crews on those films are so massive, you know, that's always going to be someone's first gig. It's going to have a place in their heart. TV shows now, I think there was a Keith Chegwin one-off special. Uh, it was in, I think, 2000 or thereabouts, called Naked Jungle. Oh, um, Yes. Now, I imagine that's probably not on anyone's top fives. Not even Cheggers himself? Or do you think he's ashamed by having his, his penis on display? I think the ghost of Cheggers probably, if he's got any regrets, you know, if he's haunting someone, it's the it's the producer that greenlit Naked Jungle. God, I've forgotten all about that. I'm, I'm not entirely pleased that it's been recalled to my brain. Um, weird, weird times. Um, sort of similar hazy memories of Euro Trash back in the day as well. Sort of late night, is this illegal television? Uh, feeling. Uh, as as I watched things like that when I was much too young. Uh, oh, absolutely. Although I do remember one time on holiday, we we were on holiday in Spain and we turned the TV on, and there seemed to be like a German music channel on the go. And one of the music videos featured a man uh, on top of a, a sort of partially constructed building skyscraper. Uh, and he, he took a full dump off the side of it. And this was filmed as part of the music video. That's very avant-garde. The music wasn't that great, as I recall. The the, the video was the spectacle, really. But the, the music didn't didn't jam with me as much as the, 
the sheer sight of shite, as it were. That feels like something that you you come up with the video first there, and then the music molds around it. And you know, if if what you're working with is literally shit, I suppose that's all you can hope for. Well, speaking of of things that are are not shit, where can people uh, check you out, Kaylee Ray, for for future online adventures? I mean, well, I and they are going to all be online for the foreseeable. If you want to uh, catch any of what I look like and any more of what I sound like, you can see and hear that on twitch.tv forward slash Kaylee Ray. I am unfortunately very flighty still at the moment. I'm trying to get more consistent with my appearances. I like to think of it as like those drops that Supreme and the various fashion brands do. You've got to, you've got to get in quick when I'm there. Mm. And, uh, and then obviously I'm on, the, I'm on the Twitter and the social medias for various fun comments on current events. Uh, not so long ago, you, you got uh, a very impressive retweet from, was it the Jimmy Carter Foundation? It was indeed the Jimmy Carter Foundation. Now, I am someone who very famously tries to stay out of politics where possible, but I found out, you know, his birthday was coming up and, you know, you, you've got to celebrate that sort of thing. So I, I was pumped for it. I was excited for it. I put that tweet out there thinking, you know, Jimmy Carter Foundation's probably up to a lot of things. Jimmy Carter's library is needing updating constantly. You know, they won't see this as a drop in the bucket. But no, they retweeted me. It, it was a great thing. I, I consider myself one of Jimmy Carter's girls now, and I hope he feels the same. Well, who knows? Maybe in the not too distant future, you'll you'll get to meet him, and uh, both of us can build a house together because that's what he's up to these days, isn't he? He's, he's busy building houses, well into his nineties, uh, for the less privileged, which is which is nice. Um, have you have you any charity work uh, of note that you you, you want to give a shout out on? I mean, I am you know I'm trying uh, where I can to help uh, those needier, those lesser uh, Twitch influencers and uh, and e girls who you know, haven't had the opportunities that I have. I wouldn't call it a charity work, I suppose. It's more of a, just a personal passion project of mine. But if there are any other aspiring gamer girls out there who are local to the area and they'd like any information on how I got to where I was, you know, if, if they need further enlightenment onto how to make it on this crazy thing called the internet, they know where to find me. Well, there we go, Kelly Ray. Thanks very much. Uh, I hope to speak to you and see you online soon. Absolutely. I'll see you on the internet, Marcus. It's been lovely talking to you. Bye-bye.